Lucky's Wolf, edited by Mara L. Pratt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Although the apples of life had been brought back, and although Loki appeared for some time very pertinent and willing to obey the laws of the kind Odin, the gods had little faith in him. More than that, so much had they suffered that now they were in constant fear of him. We never known Hate Freja and Sif and Aiden, all of whom had good reasons to fear him. What mischief he may be planning. And so it came about that Loki was driven forth from Asgard, as indeed he deserved to be. Straight to the home of the giants Loki went. He always had been a giant at heart, the evil creature, and was much more in harmony with them in their thoughts and acts than ever he had been with the gods whom he claimed as his people. But now, that he was cast out from Asgard and could no longer share its beauties and joys, he had but one wish, that was, to be revenged upon the gods, to destroy them and to ruin their golden city. To do this, he raised two dreadful creatures, terrible monsters. Even the gods shuddered as they looked upon them. Loki, Loki, thundered Odin looking down upon him in wrath that he should dare such vengeance but loki stood defiant there was but one thing to be done so the gods thought and that was to take these terrible creatures from loki's power the serpent will be cast into the sea said thor but the wolf what shall we do with the wolf certainly he cannot be left to wander up and down in midgard the sea would not hold him loki must not have him in open harem what shall be done with him kill him said some no odin answered to him loki has given the gift of everlasting life he will not die as long as we the gods have life there is but one way left open to us and that is to bring the wolf into asgard here we can wash him and keep him for much if not all the evil he would do and so the wolf the fenris wolf he was called was brought into the home of the gods he was a dreadful creature to look upon his eyes were like balls of fire and his fangs were white and sharp and cruel every day he grew more terrible fiercer and fiercer he grew and larger and stronger and more dreadful to look upon what has to be done with him asked odin one day his face white with despair as he looked upon the wolf and realized what sorrow by and by he would bring among them kill him cried one send him to jotunheim cried another chain him thundered thor and indeed to chain him seemed really the only thing that could be done with him we will make the chains this night said thor and at once the great forge was set in motion all night long thor worked the forge hammering with his mighty hammer the links that should make a chain to hold the fenris wolf morning came the gods were filled with hope as they saw the great heap of iron now we shall be safe now we shall be free 
they said, for no creature living can break the irons that the god of thunder forges. The wolf growled and showed his wicked teeth as Thor approached and threw the chain about him. He knew the gods hated him and feared him. He knew, too, that with his wondrous strength, even the chains of Thor were not too strong for him to break. So snarling and showing his fangs and lashing his tail, he allowed himself to be bound. They are afraid of me, the cruel wolf grinned. And, well, they may be. There is a power in me that even they do not yet dream of. The chains were tightly fastened, and the gods waited eagerly for the wolf to test his strength with them. Now the wolf knew well enough that there were no chains that could hold him. I will amuse myself, said he to himself, by tormenting the gods. So he glared at the chains with his fairy eyes, sniffed here and there at them, lifted one paw and then the other, bit at them with his sharp teeth and clawed at them with his strong claws, setting up now and then a howl that echoed like the thunders of Thor from cloud to cloud across the skies. The faces of the gods grew brighter and brighter. They looked at each other and hope rose high in their hearts. We are saved, they whispered to each other. Hear how he howls. He knows he cannot break chains forged in the smithy of the mighty Thor. But Odin did not smile. He knew only too well that the wolf was amusing himself, and that when the gods were least expecting it, he would spring forth and shatter the links of the mighty chain, even as a mortal might shatter a chain of straw. Conquered at last, you cruel Fenris wolf, thundered Thor, lifting his hammer in scorn to throw at the helpless wolf. The Fenris wolf is never conquered, hissed the wolf, and with one bound he leaped across the walls of Asgard down, down across the skies to Midgard. The links of the chain scattered like sparks of fire as he flew through the air. See, see, cried the people of Midgard as they saw the fairy eyes of Fenris gleam across the sky. See, a star has fallen, a star has fallen into the sea. For the people of Midgard cannot understand the wonders of the heavens and the mysteries of the gods. The gods stood wonderstruck. The faces were pale with fright. The brow of Thor grew black and stern. Odin looked pityingly upon them all. Lose not your courage, said he kindly. The Fenris wolf shall yet be bound, and there shall yet remain to us ages upon ages of happiness and freedom from his wicked power. Go now to the dwarfs, who work their forges in the great mines beneath the mountains of Midgard. They shall make for you a magic chain that even Fenris cannot break. Hardly were the words out of Odin's mouth when Thor set forth upon the wings of his own lightning to the home of the dwarfs to do the bidding of Odin the Allwise. End of Loki's Wolf, edited by Mara Alprat.